Hello, guys. Welcome back to Classic Mix-Up, episode 19. Uh, I'm Rosario, and that's Riley. What's up? Uh, Classic Mix-Up podcast. Like I said, episode 19, I swear, every time, I was just saying, every time we we start one of these, I look at the episode number we're on. I can't believe we've already done this much, but it's been going yeah, well. No. So. And 19 is like 19 weeks on their own of listening to music. It's crazy. Like, Yeah, 19. that's almost half a year. Yeah. Crazy. It doesn't feel that long. Yeah. No, we've been we've been going strong. Start this up. And I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah, we always do this thing where we talk before the podcast and then we Mm -hmm. do the podcast and then we talk after the podcast. And we were talking a lot before the podcast. So we're like, we should probably start it up. And I'm like, yeah, we probably should start it up. We were talking about the the new Tyler the Creator single that just dropped Mm -hmm. Dog Tooth. Uh it's definitely it's a good song. It's been stuck in my head. So yeah. Well, I saw him in concert. And uh, in last year, actually, yeah, for for the Call Me If You Get Lost tour, that was awesome. It was must have been, yeah. I yeah, bet that's that probably cool. my. Hmm, I think this is my favorite Tyler album, but this is kind of weird. I actually, I think my favorite Tyler album is Wolf, which is kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah, I know it's like a lot. I know it's definitely a little more out there and way less refined, but uh, no. something about it for me. You're an OG Tyler fan. Well, I wouldn't even say that. I mean, I haven't I really been listening to him for. I loved Odd Future as a kid. Like, yeah, I well, I didn't really get into to rap too heavily. At least that kind of side of it, that more underground type, mm-hmm. until like I don't know, th- three or four years ago. So like, I'd say like when Igor dropped, what was mm-hmm. that, 2019? I'd say when Igor dropped is when I first got into Tyler. So, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm an OG fan, but something about Wolf has always just kind of clicked with me. Yeah, it was like, for me, it was, um, I would say it's, I would say like after Wolf dropped and then um, Cherry Bomb. Like, yeah. It's a weird album to get into Tyler. Because Very weird album to get into for sure, but. next It probably goes like Goblin. So it probably goes like his worst to best are probably like Bastard, Goblin, Cherry Bomb, Cher- Wolf. Wolf. Yeah, and then yeah. probably call me if you, or um I would say Igor. call me lost. That I'd say even I'd say even Igor is hard to get into. At least for me, it's never been my favorite. Yeah, I don't know. A lot of people love Igor. Oh, a lot of people love it. I'm not saying a lot. I mean, a lot. Of no, you know what? I like to call me if you get lost better than Igor. But me too. Yeah, definitely me too. My I, I just prefer I just prefer when he's rapping. I mean, obviously that's yeah. like a basic my, take, I guess, but my I sister got into um Tyler the Creator through Igor though. So it's like two different like she loves Tyler and I love Tyler, but it's two different Tyler. Different. Yeah, well that's what well that's kind of I guess what's like his strong suit is that he could do that type of thing. Like Yeah, he has, and it's two different characters like Igor, Wolf. Yeah, Hayden, totally. You know, all sounds Yeah. Stuff. Well, I guess the reason that we're we're talking so much about Tyler is just because he's dropping that uh, deluxe album slash like side B mm-hmm. to call me if you get lost. Yeah. Uh, March thirty first, I think, is when that side B mm-hmm. uh, Tyler deluxe is dropping. So yeah, so I think I think uh, if you remember, like early early on, it was like episode three. I think we did we did like a rundown of all the new music that dropped. It was like a big like Friday. And I think we're we're planning on on doing that again with uh, last Friday, which was the uh, like twenty something, like twenty fourth, which uh, a, a few albums dropped. Uh, JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown dropped, um, and a couple others. And then on the thirty first, a couple more are dropping. So I think uh, for episode twenty, we're gonna do like a 
kind of rundown of our thoughts on all this this new stuff coming out as a yeah, take a step back have some fun actually listening to music yeah those are always like some of my favorite episodes we do because instead of doing like a more in-depth analysis we kind of just give our mm-hmm. very base thoughts and opinions because it's just like a first listen first opinion type of thing it's no real like analysis going on so yeah yeah so i guess contrary to that uh today we have our normal format which if you don't know is we're gonna talk about two albums today uh one that i chose one that riley chose so yeah if you don't have anything else for the kind of intro i guess we can can get started um no no i guess we could do a little spiel of like if you're listening to us for the first time, and no matter how you're listening to us, um, you could um, find us on uh, any streaming. A lot of places. Yeah. yeah. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You could see our beautiful face on YouTube. Uh, yeah, if you're listening on Spotify and you want to see what we look like, we're on YouTube. Uh, yeah, Classic Mix-Up Pod. Or just and if you up. found us on YouTube and you would prefer to take us on the go, you can find us on Spotify and other and podcast services. Else, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, besides that, um, uh, I hope you guys enjoy this week. It should be a good week this week. Uh, we have uh, a couple good ones. Yeah, we have Ang- Angelic Hoodrat by Kenny Mason and um, Trick by Alex G. Yep. So pretty opposite albums on a spectrum of you know rap versus this indie folk rock, you know. But at the same time, Kenny Mason brings this kind of like rock punk rock element to rap which is very interesting so i don't totally. know when you want to dive into first uh i guess we could do angelic hood rat since we were talking about that in the pre-show you said you were really enjoying it you want to yeah. get into that yeah, yeah. yeah so um actually like i've listened to so i listened to the album a while like, like a week and a half ago because we were supposed to originally record this episode right yeah we're a week late day, but i got sick and, and I had a freak trip to Pennsylvania. Yeah. I'll, ask, I'll have to ask you how that how Yeah. That was very on the fly. It was like three days before I left. I We decided we were going. So, but anyways. What did you guys do? Uh, so, uh, my college hockey, my college's hockey team uh, made the mm-hmm. NCAA playoffs. And originally, there, so they, they planned for there to be a bus to take students on the trip. Yeah. Uh, originally, there was only one bus that could take like, I believe it was like 35 people or something like that. Mm. And I didn't get on that bus. Like it was like a lottery drawing. I didn't get on it, whatever. So I didn't think I was going. And then like literally like three or four days before the trip. So like a week ago, uh, the, uh, some alumni, uh, raised money for another bus. So then, uh, the school was able to get another bus, take a total of 70 students, uh, to the game. Wow. And I was able to go. So, yeah. But I, like I said, I didn't find out about it until pretty last minute. But, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Cool. That's pretty sick. Yeah. A bus from Upper Peninsula of Michigan to Pennsylvania, by the way, which is a 20-hour ride. Yeah, that's like a day. Did you guys yeah, it was, a, it was a – yeah. So, on the way there, we left at 5 p.m. and rolled in at, like, uh, 1 p.m. the next day. So, drove all through the night and morning. Wow. And then on the way back, we left at like 9 a.m., drove through an entire day, and then got back at 5 a.m. the next day. It was a, wow. 
it was an experience. But. Was it fun at least for you with your boys? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It was with my friends, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, we lost the playoff game, so we've been you eliminated. But crushed. Yeah, they yeah. We, they yeah, got we like it wasn't just like they lost. They didn't they lose like eleven or something or eight. It was it was eight. Yeah. Well, so the that the whole first round of the playoffs was like that. So we lost eight to nothing. Harvard lost eight to nothing. Michigan beat the team they were playing eleven to one. Yeah. Uh Minnesota beat the team they were playing nine to two. There was a lot of blowouts in, in college hockey this past weekend. So mm-hmm. Kind of unfortunate, but it was a fun trip, though. I mean, except for obviously the outcome of the game, it was it was fun. Yeah. So yeah, that was a cool, cool little weekend I had. Yeah. Which, cool. yeah, in turn means I didn't have any time to listen to like those new releases. Uh, I only listened to the Peggy and Danny, the Scary and the Hose album. But other than that, I haven't heard which, anything. So you got to scare the hose away. That's their job. Yeah. I, oh yeah, got to. I mean, yeah, got to do it. So that's a. That's Anyways. A Get into uh, Angela Kudrat. Yeah, get into Angela Kudrat. Yeah, so I guess I'll I'll uh, break it down. Yeah, sure. I'll get, okay, I'll a little introduction. So yeah, yeah, so Kenny Mason uh, is kind of an up and coming rapper who works a lot with like with JID Smino. Uh, he's worked with with a couple of guys and kind of in that in that scene. So he's getting a little more well known, which is great. Um, he's a really interesting artist to me. He's honestly one of my favorites. Like at one point. I would even consider him one of probably like my top three or five favorites. So basically I just selected his, his debut album, Angela Kudrat gave it to Riley because it's one that I really love. And it's one that I, I thought he would, he would appreciate and maybe not seek out by himself. So I'm glad to hear, uh, I'm glad to hear you like it. Uh, what, what were your thoughts on it? Um, I thought it was, it was great because I hadn't really listened to, we'd talk about Kenny Mason, all that kind of stuff, but it was kind of like a, right, I bring I mean, him up a lot. He's one of my favorites. Yeah, he, he. I really only listen to Hit, which is like very different from the rest of the album. Mm. It is the last song on Angela Kudrat, and it, it, I think it uh, exemplifies the best aspects of Kenny Mason. Though I think um, a lot of the songs I like find like are kind of like like lose like kind of lose their. Um, their point of like sound almost like their sonic like meaning sure as like their direction like, yeah yeah because like i feel like certain songs like i think even chevron or ptsd or even like going down to angels calling and my dad or like you and a gang and exxon like those kind of split songs kind of do it where it's almost like like they're very different from each other but right it's just like i don't know it kind of ruins it especially like i don't know but I love I love the certain songs that kind of do like the pop punk like because you always told me that he does like different stuff and all the kind of stuff that he does for like um, Dreamville mm-hmm. is very different from his rapping like his yeah his- he has a very wide range yeah. I would say I think he so so this now being three years old I'd say this is very like kind of entry level like this is the obviously. Yeah, the first thing he's done and kind of him still figuring out, I'd say figuring out his direction. Yeah. So um, this album, it's kind of up and down, you know, it's far from perfect. There's, right. I, I say there's like a, a track run towards the back half where it's kind of a, get getting a little bit of a lull where a lot of the songs are a little more on the boring side. But right. uh, I, I basically, I, I don't know. I, I picked this one because I think it's a good introduction, you know, being his debut album. I think it, it's kind of interesting to hear his, not so refined sound and this is also his most 
rap centric projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think which, he's an amazing rapper. Like, he I really is, which is kind of what I wanted to highlight with this one. Um, I I do think that his next album, which is a sequel to this album, mm-hmm. um, it would be Angelic Kudrat Supercut, which came out in 2021. Mm-hmm. I think that album has like no wasted space. I think that's a, like a near perfect album and I definitely prefer it. But I, I just prefer this as like a starting point. So that's why I decided yeah. to go with and this I, one. You know, you know, kind of like it didn't, it was kind of like at first listen, it kind of disappointed me that this happened. But at the second listen, I kind of liked that though. I like took those parts for granted. So I loved how certain songs actually transitioned into each other. Like I'd say the mm-hmm. first half of the album super strong and the second half really almost like forgets to like connect each other. I, I, I agree with that. I definitely like, agree Angelic with that. Rad is probably like my top, one of my top three songs on the album. And it perfectly mm-hmm. transitions to another one of my favorite songs is just PTSD. PTSD. Yeah. Just that fun. whole, that whole run for like one through five is like heavy hitters. And then it and slows they all, down a little you bit. Could, like, I, you know, I listen to it straight through. I don't shuffle that. I mean, that's how we usually listen to the albums, right? Of course. So, you know, it's really nice when I'm like driving and like it, it like the barking at the end of Angelic Hutterat um, leads right into the barking into PTSD. Into PTSD, yeah. It morphs the barks and, and then it's like heavy hitting barks instead of like the faint barks. Yeah. I thought it was really good. And the same thing PTSD into Lean into Chevron and all that kind of stuff, like the, uh, right. which I really liked. I think that's what like, even though like those songs, like especially PTSD to lean, the the, the tempo kind of switches and they're totally different songs. Like definitely like uh, <clears throat> even PTSD to lean, like or Chevron, Lean to Chevron are those are three different songs right there. Right. That and, show is kind of his range. Like the three yeah, he totally is, different. He has great range. He can sing pretty well too. He mm-hmm. uses uh auto-tune in uh certain songs, like not throughout the whole time he's singing, just almost like to to distort the music like when there's distortion in the beat that's kind of when he uses auto-tune which i really like because it's not like a travis scott or don toliver where type auto-tune yeah i know it's just like the whole song is auto-tune and you know they couldn't carry themselves no he uses it like he he will one thing that he'll do is like he'll build his verse won't be auto-tuned but then it he'll the verse will be like building, and then towards the end it will start to get like a, a effect on the voice, and yeah. then it will like lead into the chorus. Like so, for example, he does that on PTSD, yes. where right before he gets to the chorus, where or the, like the bridge before the chorus, where it goes like you know like the like who the fuck is he, bruh? He don't live on my street. Yeah, that that part from there on out gets like that auto tune, and it's like feels like a, a kind of like rising like rising like it elevates and then it kind of drops into the auto-tune part it works out mm-hmm. really well yeah no i i really like that i mean i i hate i hate auto-tune like I, I can't stress enough like like i really think auto-tune if it's not used in a musically like tasteful way like mm-hmm. like how kenny mason does it right it's just annoying it, it takes it a like it just sounds like shit like it just sounds bad like if it's not if it's not there intentionally like you do like like I get it, it's used to make people sound better. But if it's just used the whole time, it's like, like it just right. you out of the music a lot. Like I think there's, I don't know. I just, think there's ways to use it. Like if you look at like MGMT or like, yeah, yeah or or like I don't know, like like we said, Kenny Mason uses it pretty well. Or like what about like like even like Tame Impala? You yeah. know the way that those guys like MGMT and Tame Impala uses it. 
is they almost use it as another instrument and kind of use their voice as like an extension of the music. Yeah. Instead of just layering it on top of like an already created song, which kind of yes, ruins it. Exactly. It's it's you know, instead of being like instead of masking how bad that person sings or can't rap or anything like right. like Don Tolliver or Travis Scott. Right, or like Cardi, like there's videos shot. go that go around I my shots at Travis Scott because go I ahead. think he's one of the most overrated rappers of all time. And like even Astroworld sucked booty cheeks. Like that shit sucked. Like only good song was Sicko Mode and Coffee Bean. That was my only two good songs. You and like I, Coffee I don't, Bean, yeah. Coffee Bean's the best song. And I and I remember being in oh dude, it was sophomore year of sophomore high school. Year. Yep. And being in like algebra two class and and talking to all the kids in my class, and they're all wearing their Astro World merch, and they're all like, dude, what about Stargazing and Houston Fornication and all this kind of stuff? I don't know why they turned into surfers, but like that's how <laughs> it kind of sounded in my head. And I, you know, I, I being an, always a diverse music listener, I listened to it like everybody else when it came out. And I was like, okay, Sicko Mode is good and Coffee. But like I would tell him, I'm like, Coffee Bean was his best song because it was the only song where he actually put out bars. Yeah, like, and that's the thing about Travis Scott like, is that he can rap. Like, if you listen yeah. to, yeah. this is kind of unknown, his freshman freestyle, he was on the XSL cover, yeah. I think in, like, 2013, and he was, like, spitting heavy bars. Like, it didn't sound like Travis Scott at all. No, I, I mean, I really think he's a heavy plant in the industry, too. Like, I know that's yeah, kind of sure. his stereotype, but, like, I think he's an example of someone that really has talent that got taken in by a bunch of producers and like manipulated into a certain way, which is fine for him. Now he's making billions of dollars on clothes and stuff and designing and shit where I think that's mm. where his real talent is, is like his fashion, um, you know, like right. direction. He has great sense of color and like all this kind of shit that I could never get, which I love as a fashion guy too. But, um, Anyway, I think that's I think he's an instance of not a direct industry plug where he like came out of nowhere, but I think he was just found really early on by like Kanye and all those guys and like mm-hmm. made to they're like, okay, let's get on this beat. And then they, he kind of got introduced to like autotune and all that kind of shit. So and kind of went down there. Well, like it was weird because rodeo came out out of nowhere, and then people were like, Oh, what do you mean? He has stuff on Bandcamp. I'm like, Yeah, three songs. Like it was, it was kind of a weird upbringing, you know, like yeah. Like, I know. But anyway, back to the Angelica Rat. Like, that's just like the on the opposite of autotune being used to create a persona. Kenny Mason uses his strength of diversity mm-hmm. as a like a driving factor in this uh, album. Like, I love like even songs like Metal Wings surprised me because I love Metal like, Wings that perfect mix of the punk and the um and the rapping. Like, I think at the end of Metal Wings is really fun. Like, that little breakdown at the end. I think it's, uh, I don't know if it's a freestyle or whatever, but it kind of, it just sounds good. Like, it was just pleasing. And then 30 was a really fun song, too. Like, I didn't hate 30 at all. But then I really didn't like Pretty Thoughts, which is a pure, like, punk rock, like, kind of sound. Yeah, kind of more singing. Well, it's distorted guitar. And I, I couldn't just, I couldn't almost, like, put my finger on it. But I think in Pretty Thoughts, the guitar is actually sampled and not played in. That might be the case. I because like no, I feel like like after like I listened to this album like really quick again uh, on my way home from school today, mm-hmm. and you thought you recognized it. 
Well, no, I, I was just like the guitar was just sounded very flat and distorted, like almost like almost like you were hearing a recording of a guitar over. Yeah. Or well, that and that's so that's the thing about when we talk about like rock rap, which is kind of an evolving genre, mm. is a lot of it is just like a producer creates a rock beat for a rapper. It's yeah. not like these guys are like, you know. Not like Alex G, like recording his own guitar, you know. Yeah. So, well, but I think it could be done really well because even like the old, like, you know, the old school hip hop guys, like mm -hmm. sampled rock and sampled right. like, like funk music, like funk guitar and funk bass and all this kind of stuff to for their beats, but it sounded way more smooth. But for some reason, this like punk revolution almost it like, sounds kind of it sounds kind of cheap in flat. the modern it sounds flat and blown yeah. out which is i think intentional but i don't know if that's something that i like well i think i i'd say for for something like for like metal wings for example so yeah. so metal wings is like how how it kind of is structured is in the verses uh it has that like metal guitar in the back like that kind of like loud kind of sharp guitar but yeah. and then uh when the chorus hits it gets flipped into a trap beat and like the drums come in. Yeah. So I think the reason that the guitar probably sounds like that in a lot of these songs is because yes, there is that. Yeah. There is like a, a rock and roll, like electric guitar, mm. but also that, that electric guitar then becomes part of a trap beat that the song transitions right. into. So right. it, it needs to be that, like that, like pre-played, like, like, you know, added in. Yeah. And it's probably pre-recorded guitar as well. Right. Like, yeah. Just to kind of form the structure of the beats, which obviously are a lot of based yeah. on you know electric guitar. I but, you yeah. know I I would love I what I really realized about Kenny Mason is that his like his influence by like guys like off of SoundCloud like XXX. And yeah, like at, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, he's like, still like a, a trap artist like from Atlanta. You know, he's yeah. doing this 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 totally off the wall thing with like the electric guitars and like metal samples and like R and B singing and stuff. But at the end of the day, he's still doing these kind of like these kind of like rage beats that are popping off and on sound. Yeah. It, it reminds me of it's this, it's like this weird mix of like, I could hear, I could hear little peep influences. I can hear juice sure. influences. I can hear Josiah. Influences. Yeah. It's definitely X X influences. Like, like it, it's all because I think all these guys were influenced by the same bands, you know, like the trap, right. like all the guys that do trap or SoundCloud and kind of have that rock element to it all are all inspired by punk bands or, you know, like, like it's, it's all kind of interesting. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like I think even the distorted guitar, you could literally go back even to like, you, little trace it back. Yeah. Well, you can go like, listen to like little skies. Like and it has that. Yeah. yeah. And it, or like, this the soundcloud revolution and i think that like kenny mason like i would assume i don't know his backstory but this is kind of what i was thinking when i was listening without doing much research but mm -hmm. i feel like he's the second wave of those soundcloud guys where like he may not have been on soundcloud where right. i think most of his hits are because of like streaming and that kind of stuff like not like independent streaming um, and he he has the in, he has the Atlanta influences and Dreamville connections, all this kind of stuff with Jid and, mm -hmm. and all this kind of stuff. And but then he also was influenced by the SoundCloud guys, Juice World, for X, sure, 
He's he's almost he's almost like a bridge between, and this is why he's such an interesting character, really, is because he's a bridge between like that kind of classic like rock rap where it's like X and Little Peep and them, and like this new wave of like the like the Dreamville rappers, like you said. He kind of takes elements from both, and he's really made his own kind of yeah. brand to me. Is you can it, it, it's he's definitely he's one of those guys which uh, is I always find interesting is you can hear the influences. But the music doesn't really sound exactly like anything else because right. he's really doing his own thing. Which yeah, is cool. I could never put my finger on exactly what this sounded like, you know, like where you couldn't say like, you know, like remember when Josiah came out mm-hmm. and everyone was like, it was after X died. Yeah, they're like, oh, this sounds like X. It's X. He's reincarnated. Yeah. And then it was just the guy that like did the same sound, but he turned out to not even sounding like X. It was just his first song. You know, it was just like, a, I don't know. But I would love to make a connection to this from this album to Griselda real quick. Oh, I think I think rap is having a resurgence of sampling and diversity of sampling because we see guys like Kenny Mason. We see guys in Dreamville. We see Griselda. We see Boldy. We see even the resurgence in the popularity spike of Doom and mad lib and the alchemist and and earl and people are doing obscure samples again so much sampling dude like and the i commend these guys because they have to go through hoops and they give up so much money to these companies that own the original songs yeah because they love the music they find these samples that fucking hit and you can have a punk rock trap album do the same thing as like a buffalo rap thing like griselda Right or alchemist in New York working with Joey Badass or Earl or even Earl Sweatshirt, like the sampling is back in hip hop, and I love it, which is incredible. I mean, that's like my one of my we've talked about it so so much. Just go back and watch the Dilla episodes of this podcast. It's like we love hearing these really cool and complex and unique samples. Like it just makes me it makes my heart happy to hear these. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why like I mean, like this is getting to the the Peggy album that we're gonna be talking about next week, but yeah, I've already listened to it, and you've already. Listened to it. Yeah. But I think that's why I don't hear Peggy and I hear shit because it's all like he just samples such good shit and he has such good sound. Like yeah, there's like so much going on. It could sound, you know, to someone that doesn't like sampling or doesn't like production, could be like, what the fuck is this? But it's like what like his sound is so sonically him and so sonically unique and so sonically new that it's just like oh it's so pleasing to hear right you know almost to the point where it's overwhelming because it's like uh, my my virgin ears yeah and scaring the hose it definitely takes a certain well, uh, the hose because like you know only the nerds that are listening to peggy yeah. are gonna like that album. i'll i'll say this like you do you know you know how like when we talked about Built to Spill and we talked about mostly their more accessible album, but also their lesser accessible album, like, you know, Perfect From Now On. Yeah. Like us in 2023, going back 25 years, talking about Perfect From Now On, I think in 25 years, people will probably look at at JPEG Mafia and be like, oh, he was doing this. And like, you know, maybe in 25 years, like that is just how rap is going to sound with these crazy noises going on, like overstimulation, wild samples, like yeah. stuff like that is going to become very normal. Yeah, well, I don't know. I think that, like, my theory for rap is that I think it's going to become more and more samples. Because I think that that, like, that old, the old, like, the old guard of, like, protecting your samples will be gone. Because I think more and more producers are going to get to be the old guard. And a lot of those guys don't want their music to be. Right. 
Yeah, I think I think as the estates of the you know 60s soul singers start I think as the next generation comes in, you know, like like right now, you know, in 2023 we're kind of sampling from like usually like like the soul samples I guess usually are coming from like the mm-hmm. 60s and 70s. Um I think maybe you know in 20 years we'll start sampling maybe the hip hop beats of the nineties. And like you said, those guys who made those beats will be way more willing to give them up than Yeah. Cause they were, they were ripping beats off of, of course. Yeah. God knows where, where yeah. but like, but I think like the Napster shit that happened in the nineties kind of fucked everything over too. Cause like the Marvin Gaye estate really realized that they were like, right. Band, you know, pull for like claiming all your shit. But I mean, a lot, I, I, I like to think that a lot of artists, if they get credit for the original beat or the original melody or whatever, they will be okay with it and they just get a little royalty from the music. Right. I mean, as long as you get your royalties, it's mm-hmm. yeah. But anyways, will become more chill. Yeah. So that was our little sample tangent, but yeah. Um, go, going back to Angela Kudrat, I guess I, I don't really remember what we were talking about, but I'll, I'm just going to, uh, uh, go through and, and give some of my favorite tracks. I think we've kind of hit the main points of the album. So I just want to talk about uh, uh, some of my favorites. So first off, we mentioned Lean. I think Lean comes at a point in the track list where, like you said, you go from PTSD to Lean to Chevron, which is like three huge shifts in tempo and style. And I think if if you were to listen to any three tracks, I would I would recommend to, to do those three because that will give you the broadest uh idea of the scope that kenny mason can cover mm-hmm. you know going from ptsd which is a more more hype you know kind of crazy rap song uh yeah. to lean which is you know a a more uh slower tempo and a more relaxed and even uh, even emotional track you mm-hmm. know i i'd say even <clears throat> going into the subject matter of lean it, it gets a little more personal but then right after that you go back into chevron which the flow is just so smooth and perfectly on beat. Like he goes back to that, that quick flow, yeah. you know, and the that's Kenny just, Mason flow. yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we haven't, we haven't really mentioned, I guess the Kenny Mason flow, but like, he is like a really, oh, I, like, talented I, can, rapper. I can say it. I, I'll literally say the, the flow. It'll be like, yeah, it goes like in Chevron that the first layer gets, uh, Pussy got juicy when she introduced me. I ain't got no whip, but she says she's gonna scoop me like that. Yeah, he just says that. And it's one and like it. It's like so since it hits over and over again, it's just so constant and so repetitive. Is one that just like makes me feel I don't know. Makes me feel like it's on hit. The end of it is exactly that flow. Like it's the it's so stimulating though. Like in Chevron when he says I DDT'd every beat that they gave me too easily. Like I it just it's so stimulating to me. Like it makes me so I don't know. It's something about it. But yeah, in his voice good too. Yeah, his voice. Yeah, his voice is really cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we we talked about Metal Wings, which I I will go back to a little bit. You know, another one of my favorite songs where it kind of starts off with that more heavy metal uh, kind of guitars mm-hmm. and then it builds up to the chorus, which like I said, kind of breaks down into a trap song. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you mentioned, I think you mentioned angels calling uh, slash my dad, which you said might not be a track that you like that much. So I just didn't like the transition into my dad. Yeah. Like, well, I just gonna say, I'm, I'm not sure what made Kenny want to make this a two part song. 
because first part was great. Like I love the intro to Angel's Right. Calling. So I was just gonna say Angel's Calling is has a great flow, great like you know that that one I'd say Angel's Calling is like not even a rock song. It's more of like a I don't even know, but it, it, it's uh a slower tempo and it definitely utilizes a ton of instruments and so that's cool but the the back half my dad is like way more laid back it's like just a very simple beat and mm -hmm. uh kenny's voice is kind of like filtered and a little distorted kind of like low-key on it it's yeah. like mixed it's mixed very oddly so i'm not sure what the significance uh is of angels calling and my dad being made one track i'm, I'm sure there is something but uh it's kind of an kind of an interesting interesting track. Both halves are vastly different. So, mm. yeah, and then of course at the end you have hit, which is ironically is song. yeah right. Ironically, it's called hit. It is the hit, the biggest song on the album, and it hits hard. Uh, but it's so different from every other song on this album. Like I, I can't stress that. I like me and I. Uh, I mean, I think that a lot of people may not like Kenny because hit is his best song because it sounds nothing like his other music in like the best way possible though like yeah like he's showing that traditionally he can rap good and r&b sing and have a little variation in his voice right yeah so I, I i agree with you that hit is probably of the entire album hit is probably the least uh it's probably the most like mainstream appeal because it's a pretty typical trap beat and it's kenny doing his typical hard-hitting constant fast flow but uh yeah. yeah i mean something about it just comes together perfectly yeah you want to know a better um intro to kenny though is stick the dreamville song. yeah yeah because stick is insane like when i listened to when i listened to stick for the first time when that album came out the mixtape i was like i think i was with you and I was like, I was like, what parts Kenny Mason? Or remember, remember, was that with you? And I was like, what yeah. parts Kenny Mason? Yeah, yeah, you're like, you're like, you're like, yeah, you. No, I never you. heard it. And you're like, it's yeah. him. He's yelling the, he's yelling stick. He's the one yelling stick. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, no fucking way. And so he also does like the, he has a really short, like second verse. So, you know, JID has the two verses. Yeah. Kenny Mason has a really quick verse in between the two verses, yeah. but you like, Which you would barely even know. Like hit. No, not at all. He, so, well, he, he has so many different things he can do. I, I think if you like Kanye Mason, I do recommend listening to his next album because it just opens up now a whole new list of new things he can do. And it's like, I like, it's like, where does it like, he's so talented. I just, I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Uh, another thing I love about hit is the like skits, like in between the chorus and the verses, mm -hmm. like the interludes. Uh, it makes me laugh. Like literally every single time when it's like, uh, it's like uh, when, when the, the guy, I said, the guy's like, he's like, so what? Are you the middleman? And the other guy's like, uh, like stuttering. And then he goes, are you the middleman? And then the guy goes, yeah. <laughs> and then the guy goes, okay. He's like, and then the like, song starts. He's like, yeah, you make, you make, you make six. Yeah. You know, he goes, he goes, Hunter. you make, you make half of what he makes. And he goes, yeah. And then he goes, what you make six bands. He goes, what you make six. And then he, or no, he goes, what you make. And then the guy goes six. And he goes, 600. And the guy goes, yeah. And he goes, no, six bands. <laughs> It's, it's just really funny. And you make half of that? He's like, yeah. Yeah. And then and he, goes, he goes, he goes, what do you spend it on? He goes, I don't be splurging on shit. Yeah. <laughs> you got to You gotta listen to the song because I can't such do it justice. Good, it, but it's, it's such a good song. It's fucking hilarious. And the flow is incredible. So, yeah, highly recommend. But it's, yeah, uh, such a, I, it's such a good song. Yeah. Like it, this whole it, album. Like, songs, like, I think that song and Angelic Hoodrat and ptsd are songs that made me re-listen to it that i was like oh man i i want to go want to hear those again yeah like 
I'll listen to the whole album again to hear those songs. For sure, yeah. And those are the songs that I'd say his strong suit on this album. It's actually quite the contrary on his next uh, album and his recent mm-hmm. EP. I'd say the strong songs on this album are the ones where he's just having fun, rapping fast, rapping. saying whatever. Yeah, just rapping. I'd say the more weaker spots on this album are the ones where it gets a little more uh, dark, emotional, yeah. a little slower. Um, I think he really did a great job improving that for his next project. So he's a lot more well-rounded of an artist now. Um, But yeah, this is an album that at least for those really fast, upbeat rapping songs just makes me really happy. It it reminds me kind of of the spring and summertime a lot because that's, I think that's either when the album came out or when I found it was summer. And so I don't, you know, whatever, whatever it was, 2020 when this came out, like kind of, yeah, quarantine, like it reminds me of, of those times, but like good memories. So yeah, yeah. Definitely one of my favorites. I'm I'm glad you you liked it. So yeah, yeah, I like it. That's pretty good. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so like we we mentioned our tracks that we recommend checking out. Uh, it's a really really fun listen. So yeah, I recommend. Um, anything else before we I guess transition? No, I'm set. I think right, cool. uh, if I were to give three, it would be a hit. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, Angelica Rat and PTSD. Those songs are just good. Cool. Yeah. And then I guess if, if I, uh, for me to give three different ones, I kind of already said it, but I'll say lean Chevron and, uh, I'll go metal wings. Those will be my three. So yeah, there we go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now we're on to the album that I gave Rosario, which is kind of this, this indie rock folk. Now, now it's becoming a staple. I would argue, um, kind of had a resurgence you would say. Yeah. I, yeah, I would say more of a, resurgence but it almost like it's kind of gone mainstream which is the album trick by alex g alex g is like very indie folk kind of this um same same breath as like phoebe bridgers kind of like the soft you know pop folk new wave folk whatever we've been talking about um released in 2012 trick is like alex g's magnum opus like he's released music you know every few years since then but this album is just the first album that I mean, this is album's very new to me. Um, but uh I would I would describe it now in hindsight after listening to it that it's like his magnum opus or you know, this introduction to Alex G, his best album by far. Um, has his most poppy hits, easiest listening, easiest to listen hits, most interesting hits to, you know, kind of just get to know Alex G as an artist. So for sure. Yeah. I agree with you uh, in your analysis that it's his best album. So I've, I've seen Alex G talked about a ton all over the place, you know, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. Mm. So when his new album, his most recent album dropped, God save the animals. uh, I thought I would listen and I wasn't really into it. It was very like electronic, very totally different direction than trick. Like this is way different. Yeah. And uh, I liked I like Trick way more, you know. On this on paper, like I kind of. yeah, it is. It's yeah, which is kind of my mm. one of my things that I like. So I, what I was gonna say is, on paper, it seems like a record that I should like like a lot. Yeah, uh, it didn't fully click with me on the first listen. Uh, on the second listen, which was today, <laughs> I found more songs that I liked, and I found that my gripes that I might have had with it on the first listen were suppressed a little. So I think it's kind of an issue of just like kind of mind state and maybe just knowing what you're getting into because it's a very interesting and unique album. I would say I've don't wouldn't yeah. say I've quite heard anything I, like this. I think that that's I think it's really good because 
he really separates himself from the pack with this album. Totally. But, yeah. It's, I mean, it's... He said on, he said early on in his career that he's going to be in the same breath as like Phoebe Bridgers, but it's not, he's not, he doesn't sound like Phoebe Bridgers at all. He doesn't sound like anyone, which is kind no. of the, Kind of, I guess that's probably the the struggle that I had. He's not indie. He's his own thing. It's almost like Kenny Mason with the genre blend. He kind of goes a lot of different directions. And I think in a weird way, like the cover of the album, which if you don't, if you haven't seen it, it's a dog running down the aisle of a church, but it's also looks like it's like the quality, the quality looks like it's from like probably like 1990. And the name of the album trick is written in blue letters uh, with like MS paint or like, I love it. it's, 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 yeah. So what I was getting at is, a, I think the cover matches the music, which is extremely random and somewhat confusing. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I think, yeah, I love it too. I think the I album think is every listen to this album. I, I think it just kind of makes me a little bit more warm inside. It definitely has that, that feeling to it. Yeah. And it also, it may, it, it starts to make to me, I've out of my two listens, it's made more sense the second listen because it is somewhat confusing. It's a bit of a wild ride, you know, because some songs are predominantly folky, but some are more poppy, and some like say uh, advice mm-hmm. are like straight up rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and and you know most utilize fusions of all of the above. Yeah, it's so not a I, I blend either. Where I don't think that any of these songs won't surprise you. They're not going. It's not going to be like, "Whoa, what the fuck is this?" It's like, it's more of like, "Oh, okay." Like I dig it. Like you know, right? But it, it just might not be what you're expecting. Yeah, and I also think that this album is back heavy. Aside to advice, but I completely agree with that. But it's only 37 minutes long. So if you if if it's a song that's kind of like oh like what the fuck is this like a lot of songs in the middle of the album, like I would even say like trick, uh, cute and so are all kind of songs that are kind of like, like oh okay like I I get what's going on here but what's next you yeah know? I you know I'll I'll be straight up I don't I didn't really need any of those songs like I like the first three songs are all pretty good and pretty yeah. normal. Uh, then it really takes a left turn with stick with string, but like yeah. I'm okay with it. You know, it gets weird, but I'm okay with it. Yeah. Uh, advice I love a lot, and yeah. then it starts to get a little just like I don't a little all over the place. But uh, yeah, and I gotta go with the uh, you gotta point out the TikTok favorite Mary. Of course, Mary. Yeah, I I, I like that song a lot. I, I love mean, the lyrics in Mary. Every time I listen to Mary, I am. Like, what the fuck is this song? Like, I'm always like, what is the lyrics? He's like, he's always like the lips and the hips, bro. Like, it's it's, it's a little uncomfortable, but it is quite catchy in a weird way. Yeah. 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 And it's definitely one of my favorite tracks. Um, Yeah. Um, So that's like probably the most like stomachable song on this album next to Definitely. Definitely. I think. Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll say before I say the songs that I really liked. Yeah, I'll say kind of the reason why I had some criticisms is I think something about Alex G. I think the hump that I struggled to get over with Alex G. is that in this album he's so um, he, I, he's so nonchalant at times that it almost sounds like uninspired or lazy. And I understand that's the intention of this that's brand of right. I get that's his thing, but uh, because of that, it, some of it doesn't appeal to me as much as I think it would. Although um, I I do find it calming at times, 
that kind of really laid back, nonchalant, casual. Yeah, it makes you like not worry. Like you're very, it's very like, oh, yeah, definitely. Well, it, especially because like, not to get too deep into the lyricism, but some of the things he's saying, like, especially, well, I mean, using Mary as an example, you know, saying how like, you know, he's singing about this girl, Mary, that basically this girl that he wants and describing her. And it's all very kind of like creepy and like, perverted. yeah, it's not yeah. like, like it's not like an actual love. He's just no, yeah, very perverted. This girl, like he's not, he doesn't care about her. He's literally just no. Like, but the way that he sings it makes you kind of not even uh, acknowledge what he's saying. Yeah, because he's so like casual about it. He's like, he's like, he's like Mary. Oh yeah, Mary is the girl I want to fuck. Yeah, that's her. She's got so. big, big lips and big yeah. wide hips. Yeah, and I was actually I was reading on Genius that he's actually the song is about weed, not even because it's like Mary Jane, you yeah. know. So I don't know if that's accurate. I could be a double meaning, but I think yeah. I think it is a double meaning. I think I'm sure it is. Yeah, it's a literal love song. And yeah, then, uh, I'm I I he's certainly got to be a weed smoker based on oh, listening yeah. to this. He's also he also sucked uh, Frank Ocean's dick. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't necessarily need to know that, but I love Frank Ocean. No, yeah. Hey, you know, Frank, you get a shout Frankie Ocean, you know. Shout out Frank, man. We talked about Frank Ocean on an early episode of yeah. the podcast. Probably, yeah, episode nine. Something, something like that, yeah. yeah. I like I don't know, I hey, throwback to the old episode. Throwback, yeah. If you're a Frank Ocean fan and you're hearing this, you know, check out episode whatever. Whatever, and then blonde. check out this episode to, to say, oh, yeah, so Frank So Ocean. this is the guy that sucked his dick, yeah. Yes, yeah. Oh, hey, Alchie, nice. you know. I'll put that in the title. I'll put that in the title. Angelic yeah. Kudrat. No, trick. Really gets flagged. Really yeah, let's well, not. Yeah, you're probably right. But um, anyways, yeah. No, it's – I think it was funny because before I listened to Alex G, my girlfriend's a big Alex G mm-hmm. fan, and she's seen him in concert and stuff, and she's, like, recommended him to me. She's like, you would love Alex G. And not like a way in – where she recommends me Phoebe Bridgers and she knows I don't really like sad. Yeah, but she actually thinks you would. She actually thought I would like Alex G and I actually do like Alex G. So it was like, I was like, oh, this guy's in a character. He's not just like, like, it's not just sad music. And she, right. Like, no, he's like, yeah, really out there. Yeah, definitely out there. And I uh, watched his tiny desk concert and I recommend that as well. It was really good. He's kind of like a naturally awkward guy. And he's also known for being drunk when he performs. But his that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so that's I guess between you know saying, okay, yeah, he's a weed smoker, he's drunk when he performs, that really clears up a lot of things for me because it goes back to what I was saying about how a lot of the album sounds like really like lazy and unfinished, but that's totally just his brand, I guess. Yeah. No, it's the it's the I'm just floating on by and that's cool. Yeah, I could I could I think I could get into that for sure. But I it does make me almost wish that he was a little more refined because I think there is maybe in an alternate universe a version of this album that is like very meticulous and well done, and that would make for me like a incredible record. Yeah, but that's hey, probably a hot take because a lot of people I probably do I like his. Goes, yeah, I think it goes to the persona. I mean, yeah, and I think, and you know, I think now learning all this, kind of talking about it out loud, having listened to it multiple times, I think I'm going to give this one a third listen for sure. Yeah, put myself in the mindset, like, you know, you and embrace gotta, the persona. Yeah, don't don't smoke a joint and get fucked up and get drunk, you know. It, but just you know, put yourself in the mind of me. Yeah, just me I guess. Well, I mean, like, first, when you first listen to an album and you have no idea what it sounds like and you have no idea what the mindset's supposed to be, sometimes you could just get the wrong impression. So. Next time, 
Next time you drive me home from Will's house over the summer, if we yeah late at summer, night, yeah, I'm gonna put this on. It's gonna be different. Okay. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah, it's honestly I'm not even listening to it right now, but it's already growing on me just by talking about it because now I'm kind of understanding it more. Well, because you got to embrace the the guy behind it. Like this is an album right. that's like. You know, he's just a dude. He's just like one of us. He's just yeah. And like one th- other thing I, I read about him is that like his guitar is always out of tune and stuff like yeah. that. Like yeah. like that. Like I, I was some stuff that I was reading about. He's just like, a goober, man. Like yeah, he is. He is. So it was. It resonated. I guess there's a market for that because he's getting pretty famous. No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the TikTok TikTok really blew him up. Right. Really, Mary, and then I think his he has like a EP or single that came out before Trick that has Treehouse on it. Okay. I don't know if you know that song, but um, I might if I heard it. But yeah, but yeah, he he blew up because of TikTok, because Mary blew up on TikTok like recently, and then I think Sarah has also been on TikTok. And yeah, Sarah was also a solid, solid song. I'd say the the songs that I think is just he just writes really good music. Yeah, I'd I'd say the songs that uh, I I greatly enjoyed that didn't have any drawbacks to me at all were Advice, which is just. uh, really guitar forward his 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 guitar playing is great by the way yeah oh um, i love it yeah i think his guitar is like interesting and unique and i really really appreciated it um mm. because he is you know going back to how we we're talking about kenny mason he is kind of bringing in multiple pulling from multiple places with he has like kind of like some more rock heavy songs like a little more heavy guitar more upbeat kind of fast-paced but he yep. also has a lot of really more laid back psychedelic kind of folk guitar riffs. And he also exactly. has some blends. So I think he's a really talented guitarist. I think advice is a really great song with uh, the heavy guitar really takes over the song and brings it to the next level and makes it super appealing to me. Yeah. Um, I think Mary, we've talked about Mary a lot. I mean, obviously it's just super catchy and just like, I mean, it blew up for a reason, you know, it, it's everywhere for a reason. Um, and then I don't just I, I'm assuming. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, it was just that guitar. That guitar, the it's just stuck in my head always, right? It's just catchy, it's and just there's, a there's a reason why it's everywhere. I want to, fuck. I don't know. Um, and then I, I'm assuming this track is on Spotify, it's labeled as a bonus track, it's called Adam, yeah. It's um, on. Yeah, okay, just making sure because sometimes we found discrepancies there. But uh, just Adam is the album that it mattered actually. Yeah, right. The Patrick Sweeney album. Yeah, Patrick Sweeney album. Yeah, dude. uh, Riley was like, "I wish this album was longer." And I'm like, "Longer than an hour and a half? It's already pretty long." And you're like, "What? It's only 40 minutes." I still can't find those songs either. The only the only way to listen to them is on Apple Music. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm a huge Patrick Sweeney fan as well. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, hope uh, we'll, we'll we'll get that figured out one day. Next next time we're together, I'll 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 get it hooked up for you. Yeah, yeah. But um, what was I talking about? oh Adam? Yeah, though Alex uh sings on this song kind of different, mm-hmm. but it really works. And I really like the cadence that he sings. Like the I don't think the word is flow. I guess, but since that's all I know, is I'll say the flow that yeah. he uses is uh very like it's almost like a. Shakespeare poem or something the way he says yeah. I don't know but just the way he goes it's like he goes like he says like each syllable and then like pauses like he says like I'll make a $20 bet and then like says the next lyric in the same way 
And yeah. I don't know why that really like entertained me. And I liked this it a lot. Just, so. This album is just, it feels like a bunch of songs that he just wrote over a long span of time. And then finally had enough songs to say, okay, I'm going to put, yeah, this now I'm going to make them an album. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously we've, we've talked Seven about one. it a bunch. This is clearly just a dude who like sits in his room with a guitar and like does whatever. Yeah. This is like bedroom pop before the bedroom pop wave. I would yeah. argue. So, yeah. 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 This is kind of like, it's funny. Cause we talked about like, I think, was it, um, was it Wilco or built the spill? And we were like, Oh, these are sounds that you wouldn't expect to come out of 2004. Yeah, Wilco. Yeah, with uh, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. You're like, yeah. these are yeah. such familiar sounds, yet they're... This, this is way before I should be hearing them. Yes. You know? This is... I agree this with you thing. on this. Yeah. I would agree with Trick. It's like, I can't believe this album came out 11 years ago because it sounds like stuff... That right. Comes- I mean, well, you look, it's it's blowing up on TikTok like now. Like people are... Yeah. It's one of those... It's going to be one of those ones like we also talked about you know, Oracular Spectacular by MGMT, where yeah. it took three or four years and then it charted. Like people had to realize, you know, yeah, which is cool. I, I think it's really cool when an artist like figures it out before everyone else figures it out. Right, like, that's really cool. So I respect yeah. Alex G for that. You know, oh no, it's working. That. Like I, this is like I, I used to like be so like, oh, I'm not gonna listen to what everything is like, what's popular, like what's on TikTok and all that. But that way of thinking closed my mind off to so much good music because like, like I did it with Alex G. I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not going to listen to Alex G because I hear it all over TikTok and all that. And then I finally give it a chance and it changed my perspective on it. I'm like, no, there's a reason why I hit this stuff is finally blowing up. It's because it's good. Like it's, yeah, it's, out there. Awesome. It's, it's what it's like this like refreshing sound, even though it's weird. All of these songs are so weird and out there. It's just like refreshing, you know? It's so crisp and well made, and he's just talented. Like he has a good ear, naturally. Yeah, yeah, he is. He he is like talented in a weird way because when you listen to it, it seems like this is a guy who like doesn't like on the surface. It's like you th- might think like this is so random and thrown together. Like what am I listening to? But yeah. it 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 keeps you and it like reels you in and you keep listening to it. It's like okay, clearly there is some infectious quality about this mm. that really brings you in and. I can't quite put my finger on it, but he taps into a weird kind of quality with his unique kind of nonchalant vibe mm. that he that he uses. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't listened to his other records between. I mean, this is like his first album, and I've heard his most recent album. I've heard nothing in between, but I'm sure it's all kinds of yeah crazy the stuff, stuff. In between is great too. What was that? Which one did you just say? It's just all the albums in between are great. Oh, all of them. Okay, they said yeah. a specific one. Yeah. No, no, all of them. Yeah, I've seen his this uh, House of Sugar. Mm-hmm. I've seen this around. That could yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still very new to it too. It's very okay. new to me, so it's okay, really cool. cool. Like, cool. But this album I know is awesome. Sweet. Yeah, I. Uh, I'm, yeah, what's I'm, your top three? Yeah, I I uh, well before I do that, I was just gonna say I am interested oh. to. Well, I'm interested to see where he goes because his most recent album wasn't very good to me. He went like super electronic with it, which is totally not what he did on this on Trick. No. So I don't really know where that came from. But yeah, I don't know either. I I, I didn't listen to his newest album. So. Yeah, it's not. It's I mean, it's it's totally I different. It, like, it doesn't even seem like the same person. I mean, I could be remembering it wrong. I mean, this is like months ago. I mean, this is literally like. Yeah, I, I think it came out like in in 2022, so it's at yeah, least yeah, three or four months ago. 
I think so November I or October or something. Like that. Yeah, it was the fall. Yeah, so I I could be remembering wrong. I just remember it being like weirdly electronic. But mm. anyways, as far as top three tracks go, I, I mentioned them. Uh, it's gonna be Advice, Mary, and Adam for me. Those are my top three. Okay, so mine are a little different. I would say Mary, Sarah, and Sixteen Mirrors. Okay, cool. Yeah, Sarah is my honorable mention. That's my first yeah. first one to first one out. Yeah. Yeah, I really like Sixteen Mirrors for just closing out the album, which is a pretty song from Sarah. Yeah, it, it is like a like a kind of it is like a pretty beautiful somber. Yeah. yeah it's just that I ending agree. of the album is just different. Like it's just great. Like it just hits different. I guess. Yeah, and no, I, I I feel you on that for sure. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. cool. I guess that. That's that it. Is a trick by Alex. Yeah, yeah we've already wow. been going for. Does not feel like fifty-seven minutes. Oh my god, dude! Well, we just talk, man. We're, we're yeah, man, we just talk. That's what we do. For sure. podcast. Yeah. Um. Damn. Okay. So no albums next week because we're doing the new. Yeah. Yeah. So next week, you know, I mean, obviously, you like listen to whatever, whichever out of that big list that you want to. I'm gonna try to get to everything that dropped, which includes okay. I mean, a lot. So. Hey. You know, if I if I'm sitting there throughout the week and I'm I'm really bored, um, I will definitely be like listening to the new music that comes out. But I mean, I've already heard the whole Lana album, and I've heard right. I'm gonna listen to that JPEG yeah. Mafia and Danny Brown album. So right. it's not. I'm gonna much. I'm gonna really listen to those to brush up on yeah for the for the pod. So yeah, I'll 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 be bouncing around. Yeah, cool. So I yeah I guess uh like we said episode twenty. Uh, we're going to be doing, we've mentioned it a couple times, we're going to be doing Scaring the Hose. Uh, we're going to be doing, I don't know what that new Lana Del Rey album is called, but we'll probably mention that's that a little bit. Tunnel Under Ocean Avenue. Or something. Okay, we have some obscure shit that Lana Del Rey would name an album. Um, high on fucking PCP. And- yeah, she's on something for sure. Um, I think we're both kind of interested in that Boy Genius album. Mm-hmm. I, I, I am at least. I'll listen to it. Um, I'm definitely listening to the Tyler Deluxe slash B-side or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as a maybe a stretch goal, I guess you could say, Fall Out Boy dropped an album, which I am really – I'm not even interested in it because I want to hear it as much as I'm interested in it. Boy. Yeah, I'm interested in it because I feel like I, I – well, I guess I do want to hear it, but I'm interested to see just like what are these guys doing in 2023. Yeah. They've been around yeah. forever. so They're, they're, they're long gone. Like I'm extremely curious what that's going to sound you, like. You so. want to know what's funny? Abby texted me at like – in the middle of the night last night, I was sleeping and she texted mm-hmm. me panic at the disco is so good. And I was like, okay, hold on. What era of panic at the disco? Yeah, 2007 or earlier, hopefully. Yeah. Like yeah. the first album. That's it. That's all right. I really listen to. Right. I agree with that. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. What are you listening to recently? What music you got? Well, as I mentioned, I've been a little busy, but uh, I, I mean, obviously I'm, always listening to music yeah you're always excuse, so thing. yeah you know I, I mentioned earlier a little bit dog tooth came out today i listened to that a few mm-hmm. times today and it's uh is a solid one yeah you're already you know? quoting lines from it so it must be i funny. am already quoting lines from it because they're just absolutely absurd so it, it's awesome that b-side tyler is still amazing songs yeah like, no, he tweeted like it. he tweeted something like for the first time in my career like uh i've recorded an album and like i had to cut songs like he's like there's Songs that I like that I couldn't release, so he's like, I'm oh, just gonna release God. them. This B side's so. gonna be fucking amazing. I think it's gonna be probably just as good as the, the album by the sounds of it. I don't know, yeah. but yeah. So, so um, Dogtooth has been good. Um, yeah. On the bus to Pennsylvania at 3 a.m., I listened to Sling, and that was a great decision. Oh, that's a classic album. It grows on me all the time. 
Dude, literally, say, li- every time I listen to it, so I'll say my favorite. Well, I guess it's only two. So the Claro album I prefer is Immunity. Mm-hmm. But every time I hear Sling, it gets closer and closer. So one day yeah. that could be different. But yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. Uh, I mentioned earlier Oracular Spectacular MGMT. I think I mentioned mm-hmm. them a couple times today. Yeah, because- past few weeks, actually. Yeah, because I, I like that album a lot, and I listened to it again this week. Um, That's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, other than – oh, you know what I listened to, man? You know what I listened to? I listened to uh, Forward by Jordan Ward, who opened for J.I.D. and Smino. No way. How was yeah. it? Yeah. I never Really listened. good. Like, he's actually really good. He's really talented. Okay. I will – what is it called? Forward? Forward. Which we um, have to talk about that album. Yeah. We can – you know what? Part. It's not – It's it came out March 3rd, so – it's a little delayed, but we can throw that on to the yeah to next. We week. should talk about that concert too. Yeah, we should. We we yeah. yeah we, we didn't have an episode last week. Yeah, right. I was just saying. So now it's been two weeks since the concert yeah, because we didn't weeks. talk last week. But holy shit! Holy uh, shit! Me and Rosario saw one of our favorite artists, JID, Jid, whatever yes. you want to call it, and th- that set was so amazing. Like. I remember checking the set like three songs in to see what was left because I was already like, "Whoa, what's what's yeah, like, bro? What does he have left?" And then, and then the next time ever. I checked the set list to see what he was ending with was it was like song thirteen. I was like, "Whoa, I might all the way." Yeah, through this he played he played a lot of songs. I mean, I'll say I won't just in case I won't spoil the exact songs that he played, but he played one song from the Never Story and four songs from DiCaprio Two, and I, if I handpicked the set list. I could not pick a better four songs from the Capitol. You didn't need to, play. to. You know what? And I was kind of nervous because I'd saw the set list before, and I'm like, "Oh man, I'm I'm like the Never Story is really good." And I, but I saw him. I saw him already, and he played mm-hmm. a lot. He, he, I saw him at a, a music festival. Right. Well, that was like six years a lot ago of Never now, right? Story. I, I saw him. He played a lot of Never Story. So. Mm-hmm. I, I think I didn't really miss out, but I think you you didn't either because he played the best song off of you. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, you know, The Never Story still has a very special place in my heart, but I understand it's six what years song? later, he's not going to be playing those songs, you know, every 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 show. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of the song that I, I really wanted to hear was what it goes. It's like activation, activation. Slick talk. Slick talk. Yeah, that I one would have been sweet. But like it. I said, the songs that he did play after Caprio Two were like were fucking, incredible. Oh, oh, disgusting! And then and like, awesome. and then the last song he played, "Stick," blew the roof off the place. Dude, okay, I just gotta. I so can I tell? Can I tell the crowd what they the second to last song was too as well? Yeah, I mean, I, I, they, okay. it, it, all right. Well, disclaimer: I mean, I if, if you're not spoiling it, so yeah, if you don't want the track list, the set list spoiled, then yeah, you can, you can, if you don't want to be spoiled on JID content, just stop watching now because yeah, thanks for getting this far, but you know. yeah, thank you guys. But I'm gonna be talking about the set list. So one, so he ended the set list with 151. There was no uh, encore either. He just did a straight set, which is way better, I think, in my opinion. No, I like a straight set because you get more songs in a row, but um. He played. He ended with 151 Rum and Stick, which, if for those that don't know, Stick is a Dreamville collab that I brought up actually in this episode. As mm-hmm. Kenny Mason, Shaq West, Jay Cool, all that kind of stuff. Great song, fucking. It's it's a rager song, but not in a. It's in a way that you can just like jump and have fun. And so 151 Rum, be all the group that we were all with, um, um, was right next to the pit, 
Like we were right next yeah, to the mosh. We were like in the mix. And the whole time we were dancing around, jumping, and Rosario was wanting to rap. And Always. I think in 151 Rum, I was waiting for everybody to kind of merge into the pit a little bit, but then never really happened. So at 151 Rum, it, you it, as a GID fan, or for those that don't know 151 Rum, it's probably one of his most high octane solo songs. It's it's fast. Really, I think it's probably his fastest yeah, rapping fastest in his career. Beat, beats per minute fa- and fastest rapping. So fun. And they kind of started it up a little bit, but it sounded amazing. So I jump into the pit and bounce off the other side of the wall. So we're on the right side of, yeah. of so stage stage left, I guess. Yeah. And, um and I bounce all the way to the other side of the pit. And I'm yeah. jumping around, jumping around for like half the song. And then I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm done in here. And I look over and all I see is Rosario and he's wearing a hoodie inside. And I grab and jump. I jump yeah. I, well, and so I, like, from my perspective, yeah. from my perspective, 151 Rum started. I'm like, where did Riley go? Because we were like, okay, so there was like the middle, which was like the pit. And then it kind of like, as you got outwards, got like less and less like crazy. It was just we were like. Right, yeah, we were like on like the first layer outside of like the main craziness. So like we were like, you know, close we were jumping but around, not, but most Yeah, we were jumping around we were but able like, to watch the show. Yeah, exactly. So in the middle they were like raging. And then so I see it in 151 rum starts and Riley starts going absolutely nuts. And then uh like a, a minute later I see him turn around, he like lunges out of the crowd and like grabs me and I had to pull him back into like out of the Yeah, I kind of like did one of those where I like kind of almost like it probably didn't seem like much to you because I probably it probably just seemed like I bumped into you. Yeah, you're, I, I just saw you coming towards me. I just yeah, I just like grabbed you and then like kind of like steadied myself and like yeah. on your like I was behind you and then I was like, dude, did you see I was gone? You're like, no. I was like, <laughs> like, dude, I've been gone for like two minutes. Dude, I was in my own world, man. Well, what happened is we were kind of like we weren't in the back. We were still like close, but oh, we were really close, dude. We were like, well, yeah. Well, I'm saying at first, like for when Smino came out, so it was yeah. Smino and J- Smino first and JID for Smino. We were like a further back, but then uh, at the end of Smino's set, or like like as his set was finishing, uh, uh, our our friend that we were with, Joey, like uh, he just like we just like all like locked arms and we like pushed like way forward, like way like, like grabbed, to the middle of the stage. You grabbed yeah. me on my on my jacket. Like, yeah. Well, jacket. everyone. Okay, so what happened is like whatever the last song Smino played, everyone was going crazy, jumping around, and yeah. it basically caused an opportunity for you to like sneak through while people were jumping around. So we yeah. got up to the. I was like, in the close back. To the front. I, I got stuck in the back because I'm like the tallest out of us. Me and you are probably the tallest. We were the tallest. Yeah. yeah. And so I was in the back with you kind of, and remember that one guy that was jumping on me and elbowing me, dude, like yeah. the first Samino song, I got this dude just pull on my shoulder, jump and just like go crazy. And I got an elbow in the neck. Dude, I saw it. I saw it. And I'm like, I gotta get Riley out of there. So I think I pulled yeah, you over. You pulled me Riley. in front of you. You're like, dude, you gotta get yeah. out of there. Like, I the know. crowd was crazy. I mean, they weren't like disrespectful or not. Like, everyone no, was just having every, fun. I loved looking around. Like every time I got tired or I was like, I was like, had to take a shit or something like that. Like I had to pee like a bunch, like at the end there, I had to pee so bad. But then like, every time I was like, oh man, I should go to the bathroom, but I knew I was going to lose my spot. Yeah. I mean, you, I you like, could push back, but it's tough. But then like, I looked around and everybody was happy. A huge smiles. Even the people in the pit were just la- like his smiles on everybody's yeah. faces. The crowd, was, like, the crowd was amazing. That was the first time that I saw like a happy crowd, even in the pit, like people were just having fun. Like, I picked yeah. up a guy that had fallen over. Like, it was fun. And that stick song, we opened up the whole floor, the first floor. So we were at the Fillmore yeah. in Detroit. And yeah. 
if anybody knows the Fillmore, it's like the main floor is um, three tiers of floors. So you, it's general standing and they have like little rails and stuff, but the main floor is like bigger. And so we, we, we were at that main floor and we were probably like four or five people deep, but this fucking floor opens to where we're almost pushed back to the back rail of this like first zone. Mm-hmm. You could lay down, you could have three people lay down like head to yeah, foot. They was, it was like, it was huge. And it, and it wasn't just like a circle. It was like a landing strip. They like parted the sea. Yes. Remember? It was like yes. across the whole floor. They opened it yeah. up. And then when the beat dropped for stick, like everyone like jumped into it and went fucking oh. crazy. And I loved it because you grabbed I, w- I went to go. You were in front of me. So Rosario yeah. was on the edge of the pit. And he was like, he looked back at me. He's like, holy fuck. And I'm like, you're jumping into this shit. I, do you remember and I'm like, I'm like, damn you? straight. You know, I'm like, dude, you jump as far as you can in the center. And you i kind of like i don't know how i got in front of you but i got to like next to you yeah and i jumped in first and then you grabbed onto my shoulder and then i like once i knew i was held on to i'm like oh dude i'm set because yeah i was hanging on to everybody held on to him and like your your stepbrother was there dude it was so i jumped dude when stick him on i jumped so high like I, there was a, there was a moment at, at the concert. There was a couple of moments actually for me jumping so high, but there was a moment where I would, I jumped and I literally saw like everything. Like I was like for a split second, I was like a bird above everybody. I saw everyone's yeah. head and I was like eye level with the performers, man. We were going crazy. Yeah. That was so fun. And it I think incredible. it was so good because like, that was like one of the first concerts for me that it was like, I knew every song to the point where I could wrap it back to the Same. artist. Like, and it was like, Cause I saw him, I saw him at Mopop in right. 2019 or 2020 when DiCaprio two came out. And that was kind of like, it was kind of rough because I got into the back and I was kind of in like a smaller like area with like a pit and all that, but I didn't get to like really see him. And he had a short set. This was like 151 run was going on and he was on our side of the stage and it felt like he was like rapping to us. It did. It was like I, a surreal experience, that. honestly. It was, like how, it was amazing. He sounded great. And him yeah. and Christo at the end of I love Christo as a producer, great producer, great, great job, yeah. yeah, all that. And Christo and him came out and just ripped their shirts off and like were jumping around, stick, just going ballistic, man. Everyone was going ballistic. Yeah, yeah. What a time, man. It'll be it'll be tough to top, tough to top that concert for me. No, man, that was perfect. I would never have it any other way. That I completely fun. completely agree. Like I said, I could not have handpicked a better set list for a yeah, concert. It was, like it was, it's incredible. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, dude. It's so fun. Damn. Dude, I I kept that um that main floor wristband on for like a week. Really? I made my my old lock screen used to be here, I'll change it back. You know, you have like the multiple lock screens now. My old lock screen used to be a picture of JID on stage. Yeah. And I changed it back. After the concert, I changed it back to this lock screen of, of JID on stage. Yeah. And every time I looked at my phone, I would just get like that, get like a memory of just seeing JD on stage and just yeah, like a deja vu of being at the concert. It was it's awesome, man. Yeah, it's kind of, it's it was such a good concert too. It was probably the best rap concert. I mean, I don't know, J Cole was really good. J Cole was, I mean, J Cole is awesome, but the this difference was- is like, the difference is like J Cole. We weren't like, like in the we weren't like in the pit. Like we were like, we were like two hundred yards away from J Cole. Like we were like twenty feet away from J. Yeah. We like across, yeah. We we could like, yeah. We could see his sweat getting thrown. Yeah, literally, we were we were so close. Well, we waited. 
we were getting water bottles thrown on us. That's okay. Yeah, we we waited for two hours. So yeah, that was that was that sucked. That honestly, like it was cold as fuck. Well, yeah, it did. I I I mean, I already said it like a million times, but so it was St. Patrick's Day, and we yeah. figured like, okay, the bars will be like crowded as hell. Mm. We 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 pull up to the bar slash restaurant before the the show. Not a soul in there. We literally got in and out and like. Dude, that was probably the best thing to happen though, because we got. Yeah, it was. I'm saying it. It, it allowed us to like. Okay, I guess we're just gonna stand outside for two hours. Now we have nothing else to do. So, but yeah, yeah. No, it was great. Only, the only people ahead of us were the VIPs and the um the fast lane people, right? Which I mean, I guess it's a little stupid because we just pushed through to the front anyways. But obviously, the further back you are, the harder it is. So yeah. I don't, I don't regret anything. And no, when we look back on the memories of that, so we're not fun. gonna remember standing. And outside. even before, shout out to that, shout out to the dude that hustled us, that hustled Joey and Connor, and Connor yeah. fucked up really bad. Our, yeah, our Connor buddy, made a bet with a homeless dude in loss. Yeah, shout out to Connor, but he he's really he's a smart kid but he's fucking stupid so that was stupid yeah that was yeah that was a stupid social thing because there was this there was this homeless vet guy that was definitely trying to scalp us while we were in line and he comes around talks to our buddy who's wearing a a lions uh varsity jacket yeah that's how it started nfl and he's like oh man you know and then we were like yeah 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 whatever and then he whip and he whips out the fucking the 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 pins so if you don't know, Detroit has a lot of people, you know, scalpers and a lot of cities. But I don't know if a lot of cities have the vet scalpers who come around with yeah. vets and are like, "Oh, you should." I've never it. seen it in any other city, but I guess I haven't really. I've seen, seen that. Bad. I've seen that guy, and I see that guy all the time down there. And yeah. well, I guess I am down there way more than you, even before yeah. going yeah. to. I mean, up. you. I mean, you're down there every day. Yeah, that's true. Right. Um, but yeah, I've seen it, and he. So what he does is he'll he'll talk to you. And then he'll be like, he'll whip out these little like American flag pins that are probably like five cents a piece. He's yeah. like, oh, give some change to a vet. Give some change to a vet. And it's just like, oh man, like he's a vet. And then he's pressing you. He's already started a conversation. Like, right. like who thought so you thought that he was like he was like staff or a Dylan or your roommate? Yeah. Like, my roommate was like, what well, my roommate thought he was security. I'm like, brother, that is a homeless man trying to sell you pins. And I know. Here's what happened. I know not to take the pins because I know they're gonna ask for money. Like I already know that, man. I just, but, I just say I don't have cash because I'm not giving that. Cash. I know, and 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 now now here's now here's what happened. My roommate Dylan, God bless his soul, not the sharpest knife in the drawer, uh, took the actually didn't have any cash on him. Like legitimately did not bring cash yeah. to the concert. Took the pin, and I had to pay for it. Yeah, <laughs> that's what happened. Dylan took the pin. And oh, and he then, you too. He saw you open your wallet. Yeah, and like, oh, so then I, I opened my wallet like, and I was going to give the guy a dollar. Like, and then I opened my wallet and I had a five in there. And the guy goes, "Give me that five. And I'm like, oh. "Like, man, you're convinced." Was your only cash in your wallet too? That sucked. That was like, yeah. So I'm like, all right, fuck it. I, I gave him the five, man. Good thing yeah, I didn't open my wallet. Yeah. Have a hundred dollar bill right there. I'm not oh stupid enough to dude, do that. That would have been hell. That's why I didn't open up my wallet. I did. I had like twenty bucks in my wallet. I know, man. I know. I should have just. I should have just been like, no. But he was. He was such a nice guy. So it's like he. He did chat with us for a while, but then he, he talked to us for like twenty Connor minutes. Was, Connor was being a fucking. I'm gonna. I'm gonna call it Connor being a douchebag and being like, oh, that that frat was isn't at U of M. I'm at U of M. And yeah. then the guy and then a chick called him out. And was like, yeah, no, it, it, there's it's a. Yeah, purple and gold. I forgot what they're called, but I forget. They were at Eastern and they're at Wayne, and I know that. But it's like a primarily a a black frat, and Connor's like, "Oh, it's not a social frat." I'm like, "Shut the fuck up! You (laughs) lost a bet. You bet five bucks with this dude, and he didn't have cash. How did he? Did he ever pay that guy? I'm not sure what happened. I think Joey got him, 
but Probably. that was a funny experience. It was definitely a memory for sure. Made the time go by, I guess, while we were waiting outside. That was like half an hour gone right there. Yeah, that was that was an experience. But yeah. Yeah, he was also the same guy that called so I went down there one time <laughs> with my mom and we saw a hockey game. And uh we were going to this bar before and it was like a Friday night, so it was really packed down there. And um we get we get we go to this bar and there's no parking in the parking lot, and then we try to go park on the street and they did this like kind of thing where they block you into a no parking zone and they're like, Oh, they'll help you out if you get, you know, if you give them like five bucks. That's kind of the scheme. And then my mom. Yeah. And she kind of like caught on right, right. As she got into the spot because it was like a one way as well. Like, so you couldn't like turn around or like whatever. And so, and that guy, he's like walking up, helping her park. And she's like, Oh fuck, I'm going to get cornered right here. Cause it's a no parking. And the guy's like, oh, no, 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 honey, it's all good. And she's like, no way this guy's calling me fucking honey. Who does he think he's the same guy? He's like, oh, you know, this goes to a vet relief. And she's like, no, I donate to my, my, you know, foundations and shit. And he's like, and he's like, oh, really? He's like, she's like, no, I'm not going to stay here long. I'm going to be gone. And he's like, he's like, oh, there's a racist ass white bitch, all this kind of stuff. (laughs) And then he's like, if I was a white boy, you'd be giving me $20 right now. Is a racist ass white bitch and like yelling at everybody. She's like, she's just like, what the fuck? Like she walks inside and the place is packed. So we just left. And then, and then he's still harassing her as we walked back in the car. And it's just like, I can never forget that guy. I'm like, bro. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, the like, same dude. First time I've ever been harassed downtown either, like in Detroit. Yeah. Like people are usually really chill, like even the homeless people and the people that are asking for money. And usually it's like a sorry, you know, and they're like, oh, it's okay. God bless, you know, whatever. And then that guy was the only guy that I'd ever like the only like yeah. crackhead that I'd ever been confronted by. Yeah. Well, I found out the secret to not getting hustled by those guys when the after Sean was gone, another guy came up and tried to get us to buy a pin. And all of us just said, I already got one. And then he walked right away. So yeah. next time you're in Detroit and you're getting hustled for the vet pin, just say you already have one. And yeah. hopefully they'll all just walk away. Because yep. you don't need to. So. Yeah, that's what yeah, that's what I said. I was like, I got one. Yeah, me too. But I actually did have one because fucking Dylan made me buy one. So it's funny. I threw mine away. I'm like, no fucking way. I'm gonna wear this shit, dude. I, I oh, you can't wear it. Don't. They'll probably approach no, you to wear it. That's what I said. I said that's what I said to you. I'm like, like yeah. in no fucking way. Dylan was like, oh, I'm gonna put this on right now. I'm like, don't wear that shit. You, yeah, don't everyone's wear it. everyone here is gonna know you got scammed if you wear yeah. that. Shit. Yeah. So, like I said, man, good story. Though. Fun experience, fun it was concert. A fun experience, yeah. Great time driving home to great everything. It was fun. Yeah, it was good. It was good, dude. Yeah. So, but uh yeah. Is that yeah. it for this week? Is this our oh I didn't say what I was listening to. Oh true, yeah. What do you got? Um, Anything fun? Uh Steve Lacey. Kind of got back into Steve Lacey. Oh yeah, cool, yeah. With some Apollo <gasps> excuse me, uh Apollo 18 or whatever is his album two albums ago came out was yeah yeah that's Um, the uh one with like the uh dog on it right yeah no 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 it's no no the orange one yeah basement jacks on there um i got into hers this band hers there it's two guys and they like died in a car crash or whatever and they're they're really good um uh i got into uh this band called the moss it's kind of uh they're kind of like backseat lovers-esque really Mm -hmm. good uh what else i guess it's been a little bit 
I guess that's it. Um, listening to a lot of um, Jack Johnson, just the usual, like me too, Riley shit. Like, that I tweeted earlier today. I was listening to just one of my playlists, and I was it, I listened to Better Together by Jack Johnson. Mm-hmm. Then the next song that came on was Stop Breathing by Cardi. And that was like the most violent transition. <laughs> it was the most violent transition I ever heard in my life. I literally felt like I got punched in the face and like my heart stopped. It was so yeah, dude. Special. Yeah. Um. I I've also been listening to. Uh, let's see. Let's see. I'm checking. A cream. I've still been listening to the heavy on cream right now. Delicate Steve. You ever yeah. listen to Delicate Steve? Love Delicate Steve. Uh, I I did when I was at your house the other week. Oh yeah yeah, other, yeah 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 yeah. We did listen to Delicate Steve. Okay. Um, Big Thief, still rocking Big Thief. Uh, some capacity. Um, this like French band called Fevel is Glock. Ever told you about them? I think also when I was at your house. Yeah, yeah. I think I think this is very recent stuff. So I've been listening okay. to the same stuff recently. But the Growlers, I got into the Growlers. Um, some sling, honestly. You know, Zinnias. Yeah. Uh, I love Zinnias. I, that's that's my favorite song too. Oh, that's a, that's a great song. It is, yes. Um, the album Rakoma by Rakoma, as I've been listening to all heavy, some Hotel Ugly. My sister got me into Hotel Ugly, kind of like an R and B kind of. Yeah, uh, I've heard. I've heard of them. Um, Dominic Fike, kind of a little bit of like that R and B like rock inspired stuff. Cool. Um, that's it. Kind of like chiller stuff like not a lot of sad stuff kind of happier stuff kind of trying to feel good so so yeah yeah dude well i think that's it for us everybody i think uh, so this, yeah this has been the classic mix-up i've been riley that's rosario um thanks everybody for listening we'll do this until we can't anymore you know or yes you know, even when people aren't listening we'll be doing this so one day we will run out of music. One day we will have listened to every album in the world. That's our goal. Yes, to listen to everything. One day it's going to be like super weird techno fusion shit, and we're going to yeah. Be like, oh, it's man. already getting a little weird, but I'm 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 down I'm for that. It. I love yeah, it. Me too. Yeah, it expands my listening. So, which is the whole yeah ob- objective of this is to expand ours and yours. Yeah, so. and and show people some good music and all for that. Sure. Everybody. So, yeah. gets- stay stay happy out there you know it's kind of shitty it's that second winter right now you know like yeah the free trial of spring is over yeah 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 free trial spring is over you know realistically a month until real spring and summer in michigan at least you know Mm -hmm. in most places the same thing too it's gonna be a little gray a little rainy but you know the phrase april shower spring may flowers remember so those those shitty days in april are gonna bring beautiful days in may june and i cannot wait I can't wait summer. either. I can't so. wait for the summer. It's going to be a great summer, I think. I agree. Um, so everybody stay safe and healthy out there. I know there's some flus going around too. So just wash your hands. Just make sure you go to the doctors if you're sick because no one wants to be really, really sick. You know, so um, yeah, love one another. Be happy. Peace, love, positivity, all that kind of shit. So I'll keep it short and sweet this week. Cool. Yeah, those were the wise words from Riley. So if you made it this far, thank you for listening. Uh yeah. Uh, that was episode 19. Yeah, I'll see you next week. Yeah. Find us on Classic Mixapod everywhere. Everywhere. Okay, bye. See ya.